Again! AB for three! Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. And now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented as always by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, the BYU Cougars host the second-ranked team in the country, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Well, when you're looking to snap a three-game losing streak, facing the number two team in the nation probably isn't ideal, yet this is the situation that BYU finds itself in. The Cougars dropped their third game in a row on Thursday night, falling to San Francisco 73-59. It was a strange outcome based off of how the game started. BYU jumped out to a 12-4 lead but just could not stretch its advantage any further. The Dons would eventually catch up two and then pass the Cougars, never relinquishing the lead the rest of the evening. The loss dropped BYU to 17-7 overall and 5-4 in the WCC. That conference record right now has BYU in sixth place currently. Now, that's important to remember because if the Cougars stay in that fifth and sixth spot in the standings, they would play on Friday in the WCC tournament. Obviously, there's still a lot of time, but just kind of giving you an update on where things stand and where BYU wants to be. The top two seeds get the double bye and don't have to play until Monday, while the teams in third and fourth don't play until Saturday. So again, there's still plenty of time for BYU to turn things around and move back up in the standings. But as of today, this is where BYU stands. Well, the team at the Marriott Center tonight isn't too concerned about the standings right now because they're the first place team and not expected to drop out of that spot. Gonzaga sits at 18-2 and 7-0 and in the WCC. They are the machine in the conference, one that BYU saw up close in Spokane back on January 13th. The Zags beat the Cougars 110-84. What was so crazy about that matchup was just how well BYU actually played in that game offensively. They played fantastic, but with Gonzaga doing Gonzaga things, it didn't matter in terms of the outcome. They were just scoring at will. As a team, they score 91 points per game. They give up 66. That's why they win most of their games by sizable margins. They have five players scoring in double figures led by for Timmy Drew with 18 points and six rebounds. And then freshman big man Chet Holmgren with 14 points and nine boards. As we know, beating Gonzaga when they are ranked this high is hard, but BYU teams have done it. Can tonight be another one of those nights? Well, we shall see. And tonight I'm mixing it up a little bit. As BYU tries to upset second-ranked Gonzaga tonight in Provo, I thought I could talk with the former Cougar who was part of the team that did just that back in 2020. T.J. Hawes had 16 points that night and was gracious enough to talk about that game as well as what he's up to now. Here's my conversation with the great T.J. Hawes. T.J., it's been a while. How are things for you hanging out in the state of Florida? Yeah, things are great. Uh... We've, we've really enjoyed Florida. Um, it's been a great experience so far, a great learning experience. And uh, we're really enjoying the sunshine in, in this winter winter season as you guys are all getting the snow and cold. We're, we got 75-degree weather out here. 
Yeah, so it's in the mid 30s right now, and that's uh, <laughs> that's that's warmed up, you know, since this morning. So a nice 40 degree uh, temperature difference is uh, would feel great right now. Um, before we get into the BYU stuff, and we will certainly get to that, you're with the Lakeland Magic in the G League. What has the G League experience been like so far? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean. It's been, it's a new experience for me, obviously, but I, I think above all this, this year in specific has been much different than any G league player has ever experienced. Uh, it's, I mean, our roster has been, we've had a change of guys pretty much every single game and it's, you know, we've had guys go down with COVID guys get called up coaches go down with COVID. We've had one coach for multiple games, you know, it's just, it's been an experience for me that, yeah, I, you know, control what you can control because there's, there's been so many things that are just out of your, you know, as a professional, it's, it's important that you, you show up every single day and you do your job and you take care of your business. And so it's been, it's been a fun experience. It's been a great learning experience. Um, but yeah, definitely something that's different, not only for me, but for everyone that has been in the G league, that's, that's all I hear, you know, is this year has been very unique. Well, and it's been fun to follow you and, you know, it looks like you're playing well. I mean, you're averaging about eight points per game, I believe two rebounds and three assists. Um, we follow it for BYU sports nation. We always give the updates on, on like you and Yoli and some of the guys that are overseas. So it's always fun to follow. What have the Lakeland magic and then maybe the NBA club, the Orlando magic, what have they said in terms of how they view you? Yeah. You know, I, I, I think, um, this team, we, we have a lot of, you know, equal opportunity as far as how, how we play. And so they, they've coming into this year, they've said, they just want me to be who I am. I feel like this organization is extremely well run and they have, you know, from top to bottom, we have really great guys in this, in this organization. And so from, from day one, they've just said, we want you to be you. We want you to be TJ Haas. And they continue to preach that. And, the way we run things on and off the floor, you know, they, they really just, they want guys, that's how they build these teams. You know, they, they bring guys in and want them to be who they are. And that's how they, you know, that's how this GM has talked to me many times. He said, that's how I built this team. I just want you to come in and be who you are. And that's going to help us be successful. Well, being TJ Haas is, uh, is pretty good. How's the family overall right now? Great. Yeah. Our, our daughter is, is four months old. And she's doing great. And Tyson just turned two a couple of days ago. Wow. And so we definitely have our hands full. They're, they're, they're very busy. More Tyson's very busy. He's, he's keeping us on our toes, but uh, it's, it's been great. We're, we're happy to be together and um, you know, happy, like I said, happy to be in the sunshine state where we can go outside and, and enjoy being together. How much opportunity do you get to pay attention to what BYU basketball is doing? I, I follow as much as I can. And, you know, I love, I love watching. I feel like, I feel like I'm invested in it and it's, it's a part of me and, you know, I love BYU basketball. And so, you know, any, any chance I get, we all talk about it at practice because everyone's got, you know, the college they played for. And so we're, we're all talking all the time and any chance I, I'm available, I'm always tuned in. Right now, BYU's in the midst of a, of a losing streak and they're obviously fighting and, you know, trying to get out of that. But when you look at what the season has been overall, I mean, there really is no way to look at it other than a success, especially when you're losing so many players down low and your size is all but gone before the season even starts. Well, what's been your impression of this year's team? Yeah, I think, you know, coach Pope does a really good job of bringing the best out in his guys. And 
I, yeah, it's, it's, it was hard to watch, you know, Gavin rich go down the way they did. And, you know, that definitely is, is hard for a team, but any great team, they all, they all have adversity and they all go through challenges and it's a great opportunity for other guys to step up a great opportunity, you know, to come together as a team and just seeing what this team has done and accomplished is, um, has been really awesome. And I, it's, it's been really fun to watch and I'm sure all the guys are not feeling great right now, but I, you know, teams go through this kind of, these kind of things. And I'm confident that, you know, coach Pope, he's going to have these guys ready and, you know, these guys are going to bounce back and they're going to figure this thing out. I remember a time not that long ago where uh, Gonzaga came in ranked number two and the evening ended with Cougar fans storming the court back in 2020. What do you remember from that victory at the Marriott Center that night? Man, what do I remember from that night? That... It seems like that was a different lifetime ago, a packed <laughs> arena. It was just, you know, that was, that was so much fun. And to, to end, um, you know, my last game playing at BYU on a note like that was, was something I will, I will never, ever forget. And, you know, having the the crowd storm the court and just feeling like our team was peaking at the right moment. And, you know, heading into March, it just felt like we, we were really coming together and, you know, we were ready to, make some noise in that tournament that night was arguably my, you know, the most special memory I have of basketball. It was, it, it just felt like everything came together and everyone played the right way. And we, we really showed what that team was capable of doing playing at the highest level. So what would you say to the team heading into the game tonight? You know, Gonzaga, they're, they're always very talented. They're very well coached. And, you know, the times that I've played Gonzaga, they're going to make their runs. They, they, they're an elite team at scoring the basketball and they're always going to make their runs. And if you can weather the storm, really know this is a game of runs and, you know, stick to the things that, that coaches talked about, then, you know, you're really going to give yourself a chance to win. And I, I think, you know, Gonzaga, they're always beatable and they're, you know, they're not unstoppable. And I, I think, I think if we can come out and just be tough for 40 minutes, I think we can, we can come out with a win. Well, you probably thought you were done with these pregame interviews before BYU basketball games. So I, uh, first and foremost, it's great to talk with you. Haven't talked to you for a while. It's awesome to, to see your success and know that everything's going so great, not just for you and your basketball career, but with the family out in Florida. It's really good to talk to you. And I cannot say thanks enough for being willing to do this today. It's really cool to talk to you. Oh, thanks, Jason. I appreciate it. It's good to, it's good to be back on with you. All right. Appreciate it. And uh, how about a go Cougars before we go? Hey, and let's go Cougs. Let's go get a win tonight. There we go. TJ, thank you so much. Appreciate it, man. Hey, thank you. The great TJ Haas. It was awesome to be able to talk with him. It, truly one of the greats to ever come to BYU. And it really is fun to see his success in the G League. And, you know, as he mentioned, he's been getting good feedback. And uh, who knows, maybe one of these days we're going to see him uh, called up uh, into the Orlando Magic or maybe with another club, certainly hoping uh, for nothing but success. And he, uh, since obviously he's in the state of Florida, uh, he uh, after we were done recording the interview, we were talking and uh, you know, I'd mentioned that we were going to be in Florida in just a couple of weeks uh, with BYU baseball as they begin their season uh, in Port Charlotte. And so I think there's a chance that he's like, yeah, that'd be kind of fun to bring the whole family and come down and support, uh, support the Cougs, see a little BYU baseball. So obviously looking forward to possibility and maybe seeing TJ in person. But again, can't, uh, can't say thanks enough for, uh, for his willingness to be able to do that today. And like he said, 
Um, you know, Coach Pope, these guys know what they're doing. They're going to get this team, you know, turned around, and there's plenty of time to do that. The season's not over. you got another month before Vegas. There's plenty of time. And, uh, hey, what, uh, what better time than tonight hosting the number two team in the country? Coming up next, over to the Marriott Center, our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Right after this, Cougar Pregame Live continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountains in America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Mark, uh, at any point, uh, did you consider camping out and waiting for this game as well? <laughs> no, not at any point. <laughs> Not even a, 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 a just a millisecond of thought to that, but man, maybe as a 18-year-old Mark Durant. No, I, I, thought, I think I would have done it back then. That's real commitment. I love the Rocket. They're already they've already packed this place, and man, that's a great uh, the, the best student section in the country. And they're going to be loud tonight, and BYU's going to need all the help they can get from the Rock tonight. Yeah, that was that was cool to see over the last couple of days driving into work. You could see that line of tents just getting longer and longer and longer. So I agree with you. It's going to be a great atmosphere tonight. And look, even though the losing streak has been tough for BYU, there's still plenty of time to get right and be playing well heading into Las Vegas. So my question to you is, what does that look like over the next few weeks? What does getting right look like? Uh, I think the team needs consistency offensively. And, you know, you can go, go down the list that guys that really, you know, obviously talent and, and will play really well in a game and then will disappear in the, in the next game. And I think that, that's good in some respects that you have so many different guys that can score for you. But I think it's important to have some consistency. Obviously, Alex Barcelo is the poster child of consistency. You can count on him. But no one else you can really – count on I mean who's going to score it it's a complete mystery isn't it um, so guys usually do step up and score but that hurts you on the road particularly uh, and now the, I think uh, the confidence is shaking for a lot of guys that I thought were really advancing and now they've regressed a little bit with these losses so what I'd like to see is a little more confidence it's hard to get it back against Gonzaga but you could play well and, and lose uh, double digits here and still feel better about your about yourself as a team but the real challenge will be going on the road next week against teams that you should beat, but this BYU team can't take anybody for granted, as we've seen. And, and every team in the league now thinks and knows that they can beat BYU, so they're going to be coming for you. But I think if they can get kind of right on that road trip, get some confidence back, they're going to have a huge one at St. Mary's. That's the big one. And then, you know, finish strong at home against two teams. Again, you can get five in a row with a huge yep. win at St. Mary's. You are right back where you need to be. You're confident again at the right time going into the tournament. So maybe not so much tonight, but these next couple, three weeks are, are critical, clearly, for this team. Well, and BYU is going to have a different look. There's going to be a change to the starting lineup, and it's also injury-related. So there's, there's two parts to this. Um, head coach Mark Pope telling Greg Rubel during the pregame conversation, which will air in about 20 minutes, um, that Tijon Lucas is not going to be available tonight. So that's obviously a big blow offensively for BYU that Tijon's not going to be available. But in his place, Seneca Knight uh, will get the start. 
So your starting five is Barcelo, Nell, Knight, George. George stays in the starting lineup for Loner. And then, uh, and then Foose is at the five. So the two-part question is wh- wh- what your thoughts on not having Tijon tonight and then what do you expect with Seneca in the starting five? Well, it's pretty devastating, to be honest with you. I mean, your, your chances are slim to begin with and then to lose one of your best players. And what he can do, bring is a, a certain level of poise, taking care of the basketball, leadership. And uh, he had 10 points. I think it was three from three from three up at, at, at the kennel. So he played pretty well. He's the kind of guy that can, you know, can take away the threes. And he's, he's the kind of guy that can get in that 10 to 15-foot spot where, where there is some weakness for Gonzaga. They're good at the, at the rim. They're good at the three-point D, but like you can get in that 10-foot spot, which is where he's good. He can he can really do some things in there. But, it, I mean, it's 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 all. I, I wasn't the least bit surprised. Uh, he, he took a, that hard foul, uh, and whether it's, you know, they didn't, they didn't say what it was. I, I could only guesstimate, you know, a concussion or a neck or something. I mean, he just took a, a hard hit, and from after that point, he just was – I hadn't seen him play like that. It was really unusual, so I just knew – something was going on for him and I, the the good news is it doesn't look like it's gonna be a long-term thing but man to, to lose one of your best players when you you need to have everybody at their best against the one of the best teams in the country that that i mean that's hard that's that's just kind of takes it out of you but then you you know sometimes when you when a team loses a good player they just get they get an extra fire about them you know they get the whole world's against them and uh, and a guy like Seneca Knight, you know, it, it might actually help BYU in some respects because he's a terrific defender. He's taller, and he's a guy here, Gideon. When, you, when you're facing a talent like Chet Holmgren, you need to chase him on the three-point line because he shoots, what, 47%. Yeah. That's a tougher job for, say, a guy like Loner. And, and Seneca or Gideon might be able to play him a little bit better, but then, of course, you give up some rebound. I mean, uh, all I'm saying is it's a great opportunity for other guys to step up and fill that role. And, you know, Seneca could have a good game. He's also a guy that can get off the dribble and get in the paint and do some things. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I, I'm just devastated for the team and for Tijon because, uh, I mean, that's what you dream about playing in this type of game and not to be able to play is tough. I remember during the – I think it was halftime of the game at Spokane a couple of weeks ago. I remember tweeting out, BYU played really well in the first half, and they're <laughs> right. down 20, and both can be right, and they both were right. BYU played really good basketball at Spokane. Gonzaga just went off, and so I guess my question is, we've seen, now granted, the offense you know, takes a hit with not having Tijon, but we've seen that this offense can score on Gonzaga. Does it really boil down to what BYU can do defensively against them, and if so, what can they do? Yeah, uh, yeah uh, BYU's strategy the last game was well, we're gonna we're gonna see if you know the, the weakest spot for Gonzaga is our three point shooting. So we're just gonna you know take away try to take away the middle, and if they beat us from the three, then we'll live with that. Well, they beat them with the three, and they were knocking in threes, and and BYU was as like like you saying playing really well. But when you let Gonzaga go full throttle offensively, I don't care who you are you're not going to be able to compete with the firepower that Gonzaga has so a couple of things are really important this game cannot be an offensive-thon BYU's got to make them get in their half-court offense if they can do that they they do a much better job what Gonzaga's so good at is getting in in the transition and getting downhill And, and it can it's like an avalanche it overwhelms you because they're so athletic and so quick 
if they can get out running and you're backpedaling, trying to match up, they will destroy you. And they do it off missed shots, turnovers, obviously. That's the big one. But then they do it off, off, off made shots as well. They get it out so quickly. It's up the sideline, and they're in a fast break off a made shot. So there's no relaxing. And I thought BYU did not do a good job getting back into transition, making Gonzaga go into their half-court offense where you could at least put up some some bit of a fight. I mean, if Gonzaga's up around 90, 100 tonight, it's going to be another 20, 30-point loss. But if BYU can keep them to 70 or 80, you mentioned – I think I think the thing about Gonzaga is they're so talented that they don't really like to play defense. Right. So you can score on them, right? I mean, it's like you're playing your older brother, and he doesn't really want to play hard defense, so he'll let you score. And, you know, it's it, they don't have a lot of discipline. And then when he needs to get a stop, he just shuts you down. Yeah. Because that's kind of what they do. They, they they just let you play a little bit, and then they shut you down with their athleticism. So, it, I mean, it's it's a hard, hard slog to compete with them offensively. So you have to do it on the defensive end. You have to rebound well. You have to do everything well. I mean, we're, who are we kidding here, Jason? But, yeah. uh, but like you said, you know, there's there were some bright spots in that game up there, but it's going to be – I mean, it's going to have to be – a lot of bright spots to have any chance to even be in the game against these guys. Well, I look forward to seeing how much fun you have storming the court after this one tonight. It's going to be a fun one, right? Just I'm don't embarrass, storming, man. Just don't embarrass, they, nope. don't embarrass yourself or your family. It's all I ask. The shirt's coming off. I'm storming the court. <laughs> And it's going to be a, a thing of beauty. Hey, okay. Mark, thanks as always. We'll hear you with Greg in a few minutes. All right, my man. There See we ya. go. The great Mark Durant. All right, stop by your local Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust. We'll take a timeout, come back, wrap things up, and update you as well on a big, big game for BYU women's basketball. I will explain next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. The Cougars hosting the second-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs tonight at the Marriott Center. And fans, remember, when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. With the BYU win tonight, pizza will be 50% off at PapaJohns.com on Monday using the online promo code BYU50. This offer is good at any Utah location. Before we wrap things up, do want to update you on women's basketball after falling at Portland on Thursday night. It was the Cougars' first conference loss of the season. They had a big, big game in Spokane today against Gonzaga. Cougars dug themselves a hole. They were down 15 at the break, but a strong second half. The Cougars get the win, coming from behind, behind 22 points from Paisley Harding, and they get a massive win at Gonzaga, 62-50. Congratulations to Jeff Judkins and the entire BYU women's basketball team. Quick update, too. BYU men's volleyball hosting Ball State. They won in five sets last night. Right now in set one, they lead 21-18. to 18. Coming up next, we'll get you to the Marriott Center for the Cougar pregame coaches show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. 
Also brought to you by Big O Tires. Your local Big O Tires has financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome back courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah. Tonight, BYU concludes a challenging weekend home set by hosting the nation's second-ranked team, the Gonzaga Bulldogs, the WCC Juggernauts, playing to extend multiple winning streaks. BYU hoping to stage what would be a staggering upset and stop the Cougs' own three-game slide. My name is Greg Rubel. I'll have tonight's play-by-play call for y'all. Mark Durant with me. Mark, it was nine days ago in Santa Clara that BYU was poised to pick up a fourth straight win. But in the final 45 seconds of that game, everything fell apart in a baffling loss to the Broncos. That one loss turned into two with a setback in Stockton against Lumping Pacific. That was followed by disappointing loss two nights ago to San Francisco here at home. Now the Zags roll into town. The wheels haven't fallen off, but the lug nuts are loose. Yeah, you're trying to tighten lug nuts against Gonzaga is like trying to do it in the middle lane of I-15 with the blindfold on. I mean, these guys are an amazing team. It's just an offensive juggernaut like I haven't seen in a long time in college basketball. So it's a real challenge for BYU, obviously. I, I, but what I'd like to see from BYU tonight is play with confidence and not get away from your game plan because they're going to make runs at you and then you freak out and you're not doing what you planned for. Just stick with your game plan. Maybe you lose the game fine. Play hard, play well, get some confidence, and then go out and you'll know, finish this season strong. This, this team just needs some positive things to happen, some good feelings, some confidence going forward, and they can still have all that they want, Greg. It's it's not the end of the world, but, man, it starts tonight. got to play well even, even against the number two team in the country. I mean, it's not like they're the number one team, yeah, Greg. I mean, it's only on. number two. <laughs> Coming up next, we'll hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Tune to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Grubel. We've got BYU and Gonzaga coming up tonight here at the Marriott Center. Zags on an 11-game win streak, 28-game WCC win streak. The last conference team to defeat Gonzaga, BYU. On this floor, almost two years ago, that BYU team was one of the best offensive teams in the country and the best, the best three-point shooting team in all college basketball that season. This year's BYU squad struggling offensively. The Cougs' point total has dropped in five consecutive games, bottoming out at 59 the other night versus USF. Time now for tonight's pregame conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope, presented by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. And Coach Pope talks about the challenge and a shorthanded challenge tonight of trying to look more like themselves, the Cougars that is, offensively against one of the most disruptive teams in the game. You know, you don't get these opportunities very often, and um, we're blessed to get them more than most. And um, we get to face a great team right now that's uh, playing at an elite, elite level on every—I mean, every front. They're elite, and um, and we have a good team, and, and so we're excited to go out and compete. You're changing your lineup again tonight, but this one's more of a necessity. Can you fill us in? Yeah. So uh, you know, we figured we do a little. Um, um, 
what, what do you call it in the league when you sit somebody and try and rest them? Uh, load management. A little load management with T. John. Just you know, we felt it was a light game tonight, so we'd rest him and <laughs> and to go with a different lineup. Of course, I'm kidding. Um, uh, but you know, T's going to sit tonight, and so we'll go Trev, move him down to the two, and move Seneca to the three, Gideon at the four, and Fusa the five with Alex at the one. Tijon got hurt the other night. It appeared early in the game, kind of grinded through it. Is that what we're dealing with? Yeah, yeah. He um, so uh, he's 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 not in bad shape. You know, I expect to get him back soon. Um, but but he uh, suffering from a little bit of effects of the game on Thursday. Okay. So what do you hope to get out of this group you're going with uh, to at least begin the game? Well, it's the first four minutes with his eggs. First four minutes. Can you control him in transition? Can you can you get to the media timeout? You know, goal number one is can you get to the media timeout with this still a game? And that's not easy. And then you. You know, they, uh, you know, two out of every three games, they, they build a 15-point lead by the first media. And um, um, so we're doing it a number of ways. We one through one through five back in transition to start the game, the same way we started at Gonzaga, although somehow miraculously we ended up with the first offensive rebound putback possession of the game. Yeah. We'll see how well that works. Uh, and um, we got to move this ball. You know, we have to... Um, they, they have unbelievable length. Uh, you know, this 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 uh, young Chet Holmgren is playing at such an elite level right now. He's you think about it, he's seven one. He shoots sixty five percent from the three point line in conference, yeah. and he's one of the elite rim protectors in the league. And he's you know he's able to switch one through five ball screens, and that's just a rare combination. That's why he's being considered as the number one pick in the draft. And um, so they cause a lot of problems on defense, and we have to beat that with force and physicality and ball movement, pace, space, and the extra pass the kind of things we do, and we have to do it a high percentage of the time. It can't be one out of two possessions or two out of five possessions. It's got to be four out of five possessions. We have to look like ourselves, and um, we will. You know, We have guys that are capable of doing that, and, and uh, that's a big deal for us. We have to be effective on the offensive end, and we have to do it at our pace, meaning um, it doesn't have to be racing up and down baseline to baseline, but in the half court, we got to have pace, and we got to have movement. we got to have real screens, and we got to have real cuts, and, and uh, our guys can do that, and we will tonight. What about the halfway point in their league schedule? They're averaging 100 points per game in league, which is crazy. But as their coach told me a short time ago, haven't been to the Marriott Center, haven't been to St. Mary's, haven't been to USF. They look at this game tonight, and they should, as a real challenge. And this crowd can be a big part of it. Yeah, and it's a, you know we have a great home court, and and uh, it's it's you know uh, the Zags also have a great great home court, but this is a different experience for them. You know, like we've talked about before, I love it for every college basketball player at least it gets to come in this gym because it's a special place, and so it will be tonight too. Coach, thank you as always. Good luck in this one. We'll talk to you post game. Thanks, Rick. That's Mark Pope. Time now for tonight's Keys to the Game, brought to you by Ford. Built Ford Proud. Mark Durant has the keys to the contest. When BYU played up at the kennel, Gonzaga had 28 assists. They've had over 20 assists in five of their last seven games. They average about 19 assists a game. When they are getting high assist numbers, their offense is really clicking. BYU's got to keep that around 15 to 17. If they can do that, that means what they're doing defensively is working, and they may be in this game. As we go to break, we remind you that Smith's has all your fresh game day grilling favorites. And when you shop today, you can get free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Just order from the app or at Kroger.com and make your game day great. Smith's fresh for everyone. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming your way next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. 
Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Hello, good evening once again, Cougar Nation. We welcome you back courtside, floor side at the Marriott Center, head of BYU and Gonzaga. Cougs 17 and 7 on the season, 5 and 4 in the WCC. The Zags are 18 and 2, 7 and 0 in their customary perch. Looking down on the rest of the conference, this is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you for a play-by-play and commentary. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Our control board operators, Tanner Graff and Logan Gardner. Terry South is our coordinating producer. Our BYU Radio engineers are Sean Fay and Barry Squires. Broadcast interns, Jake Roper at BYU Radio. Bryce Noakes at the Marriott Center. You are tuned in on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, led by our satellite radio flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Our over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also on the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, the BYU Game Day app, the KSL apps, and as well as online streams at byuradio.org, byucougars.com, ksl.com. So lots of ways to tune in. Well, in our pregame discussion the other night, Mark, you and I, we talked about the lineup change Mark Pope was making, replacing Caleb Lohner with Gideon George. Now it's another move for an entirely different reason, and and this one uh, more of an impact it would appear, uh, and that is that Tijon Lucas is unavailable, will not play after getting banged up Thursday against San Francisco, so you lose your second leading scorer, leading assist man. It brings Seneca Knight back into the lineup and gives BYU a different look, certainly. Yeah, this is the other reason I don't like the lineup changes because of injury. That's the worst uh, reason. Is not a guy that's earned it and kind of supplants uh, one of the original stars, but that really hurts, obviously. We're not going to dwell on Tijon not being on the floor. This is an opportunity for a guy like Seneca, a go- opportunity for Gideon uh, George. Didn't play well the other night. Great chance for him to play well. Gonzaga's going to focus a lot on Alex Barcelo, obviously. Those two guys can both score from the perimeter. Also, they're very good defensively, and when you've got a guy like Holmgren, who's a big guy, but he plays around the perimeter a lot, you need to have someone that can come and guard him on the perimeter. Now, the, the converse, the bad downside of it, again, is rebounding. You saw it. San Francisco dominated BYU on the boards. And you talk about the offensive struggles BYU's had the last few games. Well, I think a part of it, too, is they haven't played the good defense we're used to, and they, they haven't rebounded particularly well. BYU was able to tie Gonzaga up there with rebounding, had 15 offensive boards, but that, that'll be key. I mean, Gonzaga's a top-five rebounding team in the country. That will be a challenge with, with these lineup changes. He's Mark Durant. We'll tell you as we go to break that mouth-watering Hawaiian-style food is minutes away from the Marriott Center. Fresh off the grilled chicken, teriyaki steak, and sizzling shrimp, all from Coconut Island Grill. With the island flavors your mouth has been waiting for, text the word ALOHA to 61090 right now for a 15% discount off your next visit. The word is ALOHA and text it to 61090. Coming up after this break, we'll hear from Gonzaga assistant coach Brian Michelson. As the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues now. We've got BYU and Gonzaga straight ahead. Zags have won nine consecutive true away games. They've won 24 straight league games by double digits. They've won 73 consecutive games against unranked opponents. And they've won the last four against BYU. 
A short time ago, I chatted with Gonzaga assistant coach Brian Michelson about how it is the Zags have opened 7-0 in league play while averaging 100.7 points per game in WCC competition. You know, I think we've uh, we've hit a pretty good offensive stretch. We've been making a lot of shots. We've been sharing the ball. Our, our pace has been pretty incredible. And, you know, part of that, too, is uh, we, we haven't been on the road yet here. We haven't been on the road at St. Mary's. We haven't been on the road at USF, you know. So I think I think that's helped a little bit get some of those early games at home. But uh, we have been scoring the ball nicely. When BYU and Gonzaga first played three and a half weeks ago, you were playing very well. You're, you're better now, even incrementally, over the last three weeks. How have you gotten better? Uh, at, at points, I think we've been better at points you go back and watch that game we were clicking pretty good we were we were making shots and we were playing fast at home um you know i think part of it is the freshmen i think the three freshmen have continued to come along obviously chet gets the the lion's share of that publicity as he should uh with what he's doing but hunter and nolan have really continued to grow on both ends of the floor and have, have kind of added a nice burst to those veterans that that really have been pretty consistent all year you mentioned pace and, and pace is one thing to have but to have the efficiency and the care with the ball and the productivity while you're being fast is everything. Yeah, and that's always been a fine line for us, and, and we've settled into that pretty good. You know, we, we've uh, his, historically, I say, the last three or four years played really, really fast while being incredibly efficient. And and this year's continued that. You know, at points, especially earlier in the year, I thought we had some turnover issues. But again, I think that's a, a young group getting used to each other. I, for the most part, those appear to have gotten better. First time BYU and Gonzaga played, the Cougs had to follow that game by going to the hilltop, beat San Francisco. Really nice bounce back for BYU. They've hit a rough patch right now. How do you view the Cougs? Yeah, I mean, last week's road trip was tough. I, I do think uh, Santa Clara and Pacific both played very, very well. And then, obviously, we, we all know and respect how good USF is, and especially when they get on a run like they did there at the end of the first half. So they, they haven't had an easy stretch of games. So, you know, we, we know what this program's about and Coach Pope's about, and, and obviously in front of this arena that's as good as any we've ever been to. Uh, I expect a high energy and an impassionate group that's that's coming out, you know, and playing for a lot. So we're going to have to try and match that. Do you think the WCC can can hang on to four bids here down the stretch? Uh, right now, I think we are. It's it's going to take some bounces uh, to go certain ways, both internally and externally outside of the league, things you can't control. But, you know, I think three and a half weeks ago we talked and we were at four, and tonight we're still at four. So, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be tight, but I think right now we're still there. BYU in a, in a couple of years will be in a different league. Do you think this is a series that, that could continue, should continue? Yeah, you know, it's it's hard because uh, you never know how many games is, is you know, are, are you guys going to be playing in league by then? How many are we going to have? Uh, you just don't know what the, the outline of, of league play looks like. You obviously don't know what types of series you're going to have signed for home and homes uh, or neutral sites or MTs before then. But obviously, uh, you know, coming to a building like this and, and a building that's in the West is really, really special and something that I think has been very, very beneficial for both teams. So, you know, I think that uh, depending upon how some things break, it's something that could continue on. Coach, thanks again for the pregame chat. Always a pleasure. We'll see you in Vegas. Yep, we'll see you soon. All right, that is Gonzaga assistant coach Brian Michelson. More of the Cougar Tip-Off show is coming up after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. All right, so BYU and Gonzaga coming up just after the top of the hour. Five-minute slide of the tip. It'll now be uh, 8-10 Mountain Time. That's the plan. 
Zags cruising toward another WCC regular season championship and a one seed in the NCAA tournament. BYU trying to stay on the right side of the bubble and avoided so worst ever WCC finish. Uh, the Cougs have never come in worse than third place since joining the West Coast Conference. Mark, when we say the league has gotten better, that's one of the reasons BYU finds itself in the middle of the pack right now in the conference. It really has gotten better, Greg. I wondered how you know these uh, uh, transfer portal would go for a league like West Coast Conference. I thought it might really hurt the conference, not the Gonzagas and the BYUs of the world, but it's amazing, you know, a team like Portland, almost a completely new lineup. A lot of transfers, they come in and they're able to compete. And that's been the case with a lot of these teams to, to, to get some players that maybe they couldn't have recruited there but are looking for a place to land and play and are super athletic and big and talented. And I think that's kind of what we're seeing. This is a good conference. Already today, Santa Clara's gone into San Diego, defeated the Toreros. So Santa Clara, I mean, we've already seen firsthand how the Broncos look, and they do look a lot better. And Santa Clara now improves to 6-3 and three in the WCC. San Diego falls to 6-5. and five. That game's gone final. San Francisco playing in Portland, and with 27 seconds to go, USF, who beat BYU here rather comfortably on Thursday in a two-point game, leading Portland 72-70 to 70 up at the Child Center. And then wrapping up at Pepperdine, the Waves are about to pick up their first conference win. They were 0-9 in league, playing Pacific 2-5, and they're about to beat the Tigers. Pacific would fall to 2-6, Waves go to 1-9, and and PYU gets the Waves next weekend, LMU before that on Thursday. So a lot left for BYU to do and a lot left to determine in terms of conference tournament seeding for sure. But it's no longer the the, the lock that Gonzaga's going to, well, you know Gonzaga's going to be one, but you always used to think, well, it's St. Mary's or BYU 2-3 and then the rest of the conference one way or another. It doesn't look well, quite that yeah. way this year. And it, it helps you in a certain respect because the league is better that, you know, you can have a loss and it's not necessarily, I mean, some are not too bad. and. I think it helps Gonzaga. I mean, this game tonight helps Gonzaga because they, they need to play these t- type of games against good teams in this environment. They need to be ready for the NCAA tournament. So this is a good game for them as well. BYU men's basketball is dunking on cancer. Through generous donations, each BYU dunk during WCC play will raise money for BYU Simmons Center for Cancer Research. For more information on the Cougs' fight against cancer, go to sccr at chem. .byu.edu. That's C-H-E-M, Chem. C- it's a Chem. S-C-C-R at Chem.byu.edu. Final thoughts before tip-off coming up next. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. All right, a couple of notes before we uh, take our last break here in the Cougar tip-off show. New lineup tonight we've talked about already with uh, Tijon Lucas unavailable. Seneca Knights back into the starting five. It'll put Trevor Nell at the two, Seneca at the three, Gideon George at the four, and Foos at the five. Still coming off the bench is Atiki Ali Atiki. Atiki in his last four games, seven points per game, four rebounds per game, two blocks per game. He's made his last nine shots from the field. And he finally played a 20-minute game. He'd never played as many as 20 minutes in a game before Thursday, Mark. Yeah, really remarkable the way he's able to shoot the basketball. And 
I mean, to take it's like a three-point shooter. I mean, big guys have to shoot the ball as well. He's got great form. He's got right off the fingertips. Nice little arc on that jump hook, and he's very confident about it. I worry not about him and, and, and who's scoring, Greg. I worry about them defending guys like uh, Drew Timmy. I mean, he, it's just almost unfair. He's as wily, knowledgeable, best center in the country, and these guys just – as good as they are physically, it's hard for them to match what he brings to the table, at least defensively. I think they'll score, but, man, that's a tough. Holmgren and Timmy, that's about as tough as you can ask for. Big challenge for Atiki and the Bigs tonight, certainly. But it is fun to see what he's been doing. That Thursday oh, fantastic. game, career high, 10 points, career high, four block shots for the freshman from Wanza in Tanzania. Stretch run. BYU's kind of in it right now, Mark. Uh, after tonight's game, only two more home games are left in the regular season. The next three after tonight are all on the road at LMU, at Pepperdine, at St. Mary's. Now, when you lose in Stockton, you can kind of lose anywhere. So LMU, Pepperdine are no gimmies at this point. It may come down. It's too tough to tell. But that St. Mary's game may be, if not imperative, kind of put BYU on the right side of the bubble once and for all here. Well, obviously you have to take care of business, which BYU has not necessarily done this year against LMU and, and Pepperdine. But, that, yeah, that game, that's, that's what stands out for me, the remaining games. Obviously it would be amazing to win tonight, but that, that St. Mary's game is absolutely critical to go there and get that win and could really change the season for BYU. So after tonight, it's uh, at LMU, at Pepperdine, at St. Mary's, and then home to LMU and Pepperdine to end the regular season. Tip-off of BYU and Gonzaga coming up next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.